The Daily 202's Big Idea is supported by Battelle. For 90 years, the employees of Battelle have solved the world's most challenging problems, finding solutions and really big ideas. At Battelle, it can be done. Learn more at battelle.org 90. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, September 6th. In today's news, Robert Mugabe is dead. A contaminant found in marijuana vaping products is linked to deadly lung illnesses. And Boris Johnson's own brother resigns in protest over his handling of Brexit. But first, the big idea. President Trump posted nine tweets and five maps about Alabama and the big storm. He defended a doctored hurricane map that had been altered with a black Sharpie to include the state. And he directed his White House National Security Council staff to release a 225-word statement defending his erroneous warnings that Alabama was going to get a piece of the storm. As Hurricane Dorian battered the Carolinas yesterday with torrential rain and wind, Trump remained fixated on sunny Alabama a state he falsely claimed was in the storm's crosshairs long after it was in the clear. A White House official who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss internal deliberations told my colleague Josh Dossie yesterday that it was, in fact, Trump himself who used the black Sharpie to mark up an official National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration map, which he displayed during an Oval Office briefing on Wednesday. This official said, quote, No one else writes like that on a map with a black Sharpie. For a fourth straight day, Trump's White House sought to clean up the president's mistaken warnings to Alabama from Sunday, seeking to defend Trump's tweets with multiple statements and disseminating alternative hurricane maps and, of course, attacking the media. Trump also took to Twitter once again to defend his use of the map, the latest iteration of the administration-wide campaign. In effect, Trump is attempting to bend time, claiming that a projection that was several days out of date was accurate when it wasn't. Trump's fixation on his erroneous warnings underscores a long pattern of defending inaccurate claims. From the crowd size at his inaugural address to false claims of voter fraud in 2016 to fictional unknown Middle Easterners, as he called them, streaming across the southern border in migrant caravans before the midterms. Several White House officials argued that coverage of this has been unfair to the president. But one senior administration official explained to us that as long as it's in the news, he's not going to drop it. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the former Zimbabwean president who helped liberate and then destroy his country during 37 years in power died today at 95. Robert Mugabe who had displayed physical decline over recent years, had been receiving hospital treatment in Singapore since April. Mugabe was forced to resign as Zimbabwe's leader days after the army staged a coup in November 2017. At the time, he was the world's oldest head of state and one of Africa's longest-serving leaders. Mugabe's fall marked the end of one of the last surviving big men of the continent, the one-time revolutionary leaders who inherited the security apparatuses of their former colonial rulers and then used an iron fist to enrich themselves and repress their citizens. Like many liberation movements, Mugabe's was a hothouse of suspicion 
and betrayal. Many members died under mysterious circumstances, sometimes at the hands of white assassins, other times by the long knives of their comrades. As leader, Mugabe rode the back of a tiger. Had he ever fallen off, he too, in all likelihood, would have been devoured. Mugabe emerged from the bush in 1980 and took power in what was once white minority-ruled southern Rhodesia after a protracted civil war. He pledged pragmatism and reconciliation. But after a promising start, the country once known as the breadbasket of Southern Africa descended into a nightmare of widespread unemployment, hyperinflation, hunger, and disease. Mugabe and his cronies unleashed gangs of armed thugs to beat up, torture, and kill their political foes, while suffocating Zimbabwe's fledgling democratic institutions. The regime used food aid as a way to reward supporters and starve, literally starve, opponents. Epidemics of AIDS and cholera ravaged rural areas, and the country's once thriving commercial farms were gutted. Mugabe blamed these ills and many more on a long list of enemies, foreign and domestic, while portraying himself as a beleaguered African hero. He conjured a paranoid vision of a conspiracy led by white farmers and businessmen and their black political puppets and funded by evil governments in London and Washington. But Mugabe's downfall came not at the hands of so-called foreign enemies, but from his once loyal generals. They rebelled against his attempt to install his mercurial wife, Grace, as his successor. Number two, state and federal health officials investigating mysterious lung illnesses linked to vaping have found the same chemical in samples of marijuana products used by people sickened in different parts of the country who used different brands of products in recent weeks. The chemical is an oil derived from vitamin E. Investigators at the U.S. Food and Drug Administration found that oil in cannabis products in samples collected from patients who have fallen ill across the country. FDA officials shared that information with state health officials during a telephone briefing this week, and several officials who were on the call leaked the details to my colleague Lena Sun. That same chemical was also found in nearly all cannabis samples from patients who fell ill in New York in recent weeks. Well, this is the first common element found in samples from across the country. Health officials say it's too early to know definitively whether this is what's causing the injuries. State health departments are reporting new cases almost every day now. As of August 27th, there were 215 possible cases in 25 states. Now, vitamin E is found naturally in certain foods, such as canola oil, olive oil, and almonds, all delicious and healthy. The oil derived from the vitamin, known as vitamin E acetate, is commonly available as a nutritional supplement, and it's used in topical skin treatments. It's not known to cause harm when ingested as a vitamin supplement or applied to the skin, and its name sounds pretty harmless. But experts say that its molecular structure makes it hazardous, possibly, when inhaled. Its oil-like properties could be associated with the kinds of respiratory symptoms that many of the patients who have been hurting after vaping are reporting, whether cough, shortness of breath, and chest pain. Number three, despite a string of stinging defeats in Parliament and the painful public resignation yesterday of his own brother, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson continues his passionate push for an early general election that he hopes will help him deliver Brexit by October 31st. Johnson casts his quest to bust Britain out of the European Union in defiant and populist terms, saying he would, quote, rather be dead in a ditch than seek any further delay to Brexit. 
He said he doesn't want to see the powers of the British people handed over to Brussels so that he can be, quote, kept incarcerated in the European Union. This echoed the successful appeal to British voters to take back control of Britain that led to the passage of Brexit in a national referendum in 2016. Still, the tumult of the past week appears to be taking a toll on Johnson, who was unusually halting and uncertain as he spoke yesterday to a group of police cadets in Yorkshire. Normally a gifted and confident orator, Johnson squinted awkwardly into the bright sunshine. He stumbled as he tried to recite the British equivalent of the Miranda rights to the cadets, who know the lines well. That may have been especially understandable on a day when he suffered the personal blow of having his younger brother, Joe Johnson, resign as a member of parliament and as a government minister. Joe Johnson voted against Brexit in that 2016 referendum, and his ideological disagreements with his brother are well known. But his resignation was unexpected and underscored the depth of divisions over Brexit and of the prime minister's political problems. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, September 6th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.